Hi, guys. Hi. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. Sorry about Several that. Several hot minutes. We took a bit of a hiatus. I'm sorry I got sick. It's okay. <laughs> we're just glad Mindy's back. I had to go to the hospital. Um, we're figuring out. Uh, I have some chronic illnesses and apparently some more. Yeah. So you can't just have one. Yeah, or you got to collect, collect, collect the whole set. Collect them all. Yeah. Got to catch them all. Yep. Yep. I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Build that list. So I apologize about that, guys. I, I was feeling uh, unwell, had to had to take care of some health stuff. Um, but uh, I'm on the mend. And we're back. Yeah. Yeah. Back together. But hey, the exciting thing is uh, we've gained more listeners. Like, we have. We're gone. There's a lot of you that weren't here when we left. Yeah. Hi. So thank you yeah. for coming and joining us. It's been very exciting. Yeah, so we're back with another episode. This one's going to be a two-parter. Okay. Okay. This is going to also... We're just going to feel very different this episode. Not only have we come back from a long break, but this today's crime is not a gruesome murder. What? I know. You sound almost... Dis- <laughs> what? What do you there's mean? No, there's no death. There's no... Well, there's oh, some but, violence, but there's okay. no death. Okay. Tell me. I mean, yeah. I'm all about crimes. Yeah. And that's what I figured. You know, let's encompass all crime. We're not going to discriminate just because someone's, yeah. you know, dead versus, I don't know, I just mean, robbed Maybe this is the, the levity we need. <laughs> it is. I was looking back at our other episodes, too, and I was like, eh, maybe we need a lighter, like, I don't want to say a happy ending. It's not really. <laughs> crime is crime. Crime is crime. You, you know, yeah. it's just a little, it's not quite as dark as we've gotten the past few episodes. So this will be, it'll be different. Yeah. What do you got for different. us? Okay. I'm going to set the scene. All right. Not everyone listening was alive during this time in history, but we were. Okay. Picture it. Mm-hmm. It's 2003. Finding Nemo and Pirates of the Caribbean are among the top movies of the year. Golden, golden. This cinema. is this was a masterpiece. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a hot time in history. Fifty Cent and Lincoln Park are topping the charts <laughs> in dun, music. Dun, 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 you know it. Dun, yeah, cap sleeves were in <laughs> scarf belts. They were all the rage. Do you, I have? Oh, yeah. Scarf. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, Everyone this is about circa one. Avril Lavigne. Yes. wearing the tie. Oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then like the sweatbands. Fondly, fondly remember and jelly bracelets. Yeah. Wild time to be alive. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, you know, for as long as it lasted. Um, imagine for a second that you're in London with your boo, yeah. whoever that is. For some reason, you're in London. I don't know. Make up your own reason for that. Um, you're out shopping and you come upon this cute, fancy little jewelry boutique called Graf. Okay. okay? You're intrigued. This is fun. Oh, yeah. You're visiting Europe. What the heck? Throw caution to the wind. Go in the store. Yeah. So you go into this boutique. Now, this is a place that's frequented by wealthy patrons and celebrities. Okay, so royalty shops here, fashion icons, Oprah probably shopped there, actors and actresses, TV personalities, you name it, they've all shopped here, okay? You're just happy to be there. Um, While you're looking over all the fancy gold and silver and jewels, um, you see another customer enter the store. And he's donning this like dapper suit. He's carrying an umbrella. It's which David Beckham. Which, <laughs> you probably look to see. Is that David Wait Beckham? Like, Wait a second. Is David Beckham wearing an Elvis wig? <laughs> he, this guy's wearing this Elvis pompadour kind of like hairpiece. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He started out dapper. Now he's getting a little ridiculous. A little okay. Funky. Yeah. Okay. You're definitely watching him. Sure. You're yeah, like, well, this yeah, is clearly. You've got my attention, sir. 
Okay. He, someone might refer to this wig as looking like a cat was lying on his head. So, like, imagine that. Like, it's not a great wig. Okay. Yeah, he's weird looking for sure. But he isn't, like, alarming anyone. Sure. He seems pretty docile, pretty friendly. And he's, like... And Sidious, you know, brings out the most interesting of us. Well, and it's London. It's London. Not to disparage anyone who lives there. But I I think of it as, like, the New York of of the UK, the New York City. Absolutely. Where, like, weird stuff like that just happens. Yeah, you cowboy and... It's a thing. You just accept it. Yeah. You accept it and move on. And this is what you do. You see this man walk in and you're like, there's <laughs> all this. What, what, a, what a weirdo, but I'm going to keep browsing this right. jewelry that I can't afford. Um, maybe he's balding, you know, and he's new to wigs and he hasn't quite found the right one. I've seen that before. Yeah. You know, men with toupees, they don't know. Yeah. You got to try a few out. Maybe he's wedding. Maybe he's wedding some people and he's just on a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, he's wedding some people. He's married. <laughs> Sorry, I'm ill. It's fine. Yeah, he could be on yeah, he needs yeah, he's just marrying a couple and yeah. he's like, you know what, I'm gonna he's go browse. Break. Yeah. Like, um, maybe look look at the watches. I would go to a jewelry store sure. to browse mid lunch break. Anyway, so while this man goes to the clerk and he asks to see Four hundred a $400,000 12 carat diamond ring. Okay? Yeah, as you do. And you're like, man, what's that like? Yeah. <laughs> to just be able to afford that. The clerk, you know, the one that's half a million. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. One right there. That one. Show me, show me that one. So the clerk gets it, the diamond, out for him and, and lets him look at it. He kind of like scrutinizes it. And then the man goes, it's too glamorous. Do you have a smaller one? And you're standing over here like, well, duh, it's a little much. It's a little much. What are what are you what are you thinking? Like you should have looked at these these cheaper ones over here. So the clerk kind of like probably is thinking what you're thinking, and he like shrugs it off, like okay, yeah, it's too glamorous. Like okay, okay, maybe tell me your budget first, and then yeah. I'll show you what you want. But That's as he's reaching for a smaller diamond, another man walks into the store. Simultaneously, Mister Wig pulls out a chrome plated three fifty seven Magnum gun. And yells for everybody to get on the floor. Like, drop it All right. to the ground. So, yeah, obviously, that's what you're doing, Wendy. You're dropping to the ground. Yep. yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here's my wallet with $2 in it. <laughs> $2. Take all of it. Yep. The new guy that just, you know, barged in smashes uh, uh, open a handful of display cases with a hammer. He pulls out a bag. He snatches roughly 47 to 50 pieces of jewelry and he just shoves it in the bag. So this is like old school. This is We're old robbing. school okay. robbery. Okay. Smash and grab. Wow. Okay. So, hold on, I lost my place. Um, in total, this heist lasts less than three minutes. Wow. This is a fast, a fast, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying a to feist. say. A feist. A fast heist. <laughs> it's a feist. These guys bolt out the door. Okay. A security guard, bless his soul, chases after him. And according to the New Yorker, like the newspaper, I know we were just talking about New York, but the newspaper, according to the New Yorker, he actually wrestled the guy to the ground and got the, the gun away. Guard? The security guard took down Mr. Hey. Wig and got the gun away from him. And the gun apparently went off, ricocheted off an air conditioner outside and grazed the nose of a woman who was just walking by. No she was just minding her own business. And this she's lucky that she's okay. Yeah, uh-huh. And her nose didn't come off. 
Seriously. It was the whole thing. So, the police show up. You don't have to be in the story anymore. You probably went back to your, ho- your hotel. But this is what happens after you probably leave the scene. Mr. Wig, <laughs> whose name I'll get to in a second, he's still subdued on the ground by the security guard. Props to that guy for doing his job. Mm-hmm. Dang. But Mr. Smash and Grab escaped. He got away. Gotcha. No one knows who he is. So Scotland Yard detectives start swarming the place, and they take Mr. Wig into custody. And they gather evidence. They talk to their usual informants. They do the whole mm-hmm. spiel, right? They eventually identify Mr. Wig as, and I am going to butcher most of the names in this story. So I apologize to any Serbian, East European listeners we may have. Um, because I'm not going to say any of it right, but I'll try my best. So Mr. Wig is Nebojša Denik. Denik is easy to pronounce. He's a Serbian gentleman from Kosovo. Kosovo? Kosovo. Kosovo? Kosovo. Kosovo. Thank you. I got you. Thank you. Kosovo. He had flown into Heathrow Airport in London from Zurich, and apparently after arriving in London, he had met up with two other men, and they had all bought a used Vespa together. And that Vespa was what Mr. Smash and Grab's getaway vehicle was. So they've got one out of the three so far. We keep it up. Yep. A lot's lot's gonna happen. Okay. Okay. And this is a whole heisty crew. This is yeah, this is a whole crew. Um and it goes beyond these three, but we're gonna we're gonna get there, okay. I don't think anyone is recognizing this case yet. If you are, good for you. But are you not? I have no idea. No, none of this sounds familiar at all. Okay. Surveillance footage um, around the jewelry store showed police that Mr. Smash and Grab, was, who was later identified as Predrag Vujosevic, I have to say his last name a lot, so I, I'm going to get this right, Vujosevic, that's it, from Montenegro. He actually canvassed the store the day before. Gotcha. So the day before, this so guy's planned. walking out. He did not step foot in the jewelry store. He didn't have to because that's what Mr. Wig was going to do. He just canvassed the outside of it. Um, he was probably in his late 20s, 5'8", blonde, lean build. He spoke to nobody. Nobody at all. Didn't interact with anybody. Again, he didn't go inside. He just looked at the necklaces and the rings and the window display for like five minutes. It's a weirdly long time to look at him. Mm-hmm. And then he walked away. It's the kind of one of those things. And I realize that if you see someone acting this weird in public, mm-hmm. you don't immediately go, that guy's probably going to rob this place. No. Unless you're like a, you know. Maybe us. you're a cop. Maybe you're us. Yeah, where you're like, eh, suspicious. Out of context, it doesn't seem that weird. He just seems like a weird guy. Yeah. But when it put in the context of like, there was a big smash and grab thing that just happened here. Like, it's, it seems obvious. Um, this video footage was actually studied by investigators across continents. Yeah, it's pretty brazen because you know there's going to be CCTV. Yeah. And it's 2003, which it's not now. It's not where there are cameras literally everywhere. everywhere. But there, it's a it's a jewelry store. Yeah. It's a high-end yeah. jewelry store. It's 2003. Not everyone even has a cell phone. No. With like, you know, we don't right. have smartphones. This kind of a crew would have to work very differently. Well, not very. We'll get into that later, yeah. too. They would have to tweak their methods for sure these days. Yeah. Versus 2003, Wild West. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Almost, almost kind of. Yeah. It's crazy. 20 years ago. Oh, gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this footage was studied by investigators across continents. And we'll get into why his identity and this heist has become such a big deal outside of the UK, but we'll get to that later. According to the New Yorker, police records stated that Vujos. <laughs> Vujosevic 
had been living in Paris before the heist and arrived in London two weeks before the job was done. He and Denick, Mr. Wig, both came to London through travel arrangements made by the third accomplice. So let me break this down for you. We had a guy who canvassed the area. We had a guy who arranged logistics to get everybody where they needed to be. And then we had the guy who did the distracting. Gotcha. Wow. First guy smashed and grabbed. That's so this the form. You know, I mean, it's pretty organized. Yeah. 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 These aren't dummies. No. Necessarily. Like, they went out the like plane. they've done this before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So informants helped Scotland Yard identify the third man as Milan Jovetic. He has the easiest name in yeah. this story to pronounce. Jovetic was also from Montenegro. He and his girlfriend, Anna Stankovic. Stankovic. I'm sorry if that's wrong. But um, they had an apartment in Bayswater, which is in West London. And that's not that far from Graf. So that was very clearly like okay. that was the uh, headquarters that they were using. Okay. Scotland Yard gets a warrant to search Jovetic's uh, flat. And while they're searching everything, one of the detectives finds a jar of face cream in the bathroom. Now, I don't know what possessed him to do this. Uh, maybe he watched a lot of Peter Sellers or just had a hunch or what. But have you ever seen The Pink Panther? Yes, very silly. The Steve Martin one, though, right? No, I, I've seen the Peter You've Sellers seen- one. It's, it's, been a, it's been a minute, though. There, I, am, I grew up with the Steve Martin one. I honestly forgot that there were older versions until I was rereading this case. And I was like, this was never in a Steve Martin movie, but it was in this, this, it, this precise scene and ploy was in one of the Peter Sellers storylines where this detective from Scotland Yard opens this face cream and digs in and finds one of the really expensive rings that was just stolen no from way. a jewelry store. Yeah, they hid it in her face cream. <laughs> And that, that, when the news got a hold of that, they were like, these guys are the Pink Panthers. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And thus starts our story of the Pink Panthers. That's the case we're talking about today. Okay. Is them okay. as a whole. Them okay. as a whole. So it, it was worth, it was a blue diamond ring and it was worth $750,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So also in the apartment were two fake Italian passports. There weren't names or photos, so they were, like, ready to be distributed and edited. Yeah. For basically anybody, anybody who joined their crew. Scotland Yard detective Steve Alexander pointed out that Italy is the route that you take from Montenegro if you want your movements to be covert. More on that in part two, how they tracked through Europe. But um, the police have Denik and Jovetic in custody, but (laughs) Vujosevic... Is still missing, Mr. Smash, Mr. Smash and Grab. He's he's still at large at this point in our story. Now, remember, I had said that he had been living previously in Paris. Mm-hmm. So Jovetic's poli- uh, phone records let police in the specific to led them to the specific apartment, and the local Paris law enforcement helped them get in and blah blah blah. But he still wasn't there. He still wasn't there. So a pol- a task force had to be started, just like in the movies. But we're gonna take a brief break. Just very brief break, okay? Brief break. Brief break. And then we'll get back to talk about this, the hilarious name for the special task force. <laughs> okay, we're back. Do you want to guess what the, uh, this is actually, so the Paris police had a special police force that specifically investigated organized crime. Okay. And they were called the Brigade for the Repression of Banditry. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
my god, I love that. I'm sure it sounds so much cooler in French. Oh my, that's amazing. But in English, yeah. So it's very straight. Bandit, I wonder what they do. Those dang <laughs> those bandits. Get those oh, bandits. Get them. So they were um, they were very cooperative with Scotland Yard because they were having. Yeah. problems with the, this group of people too they got a collab they got a collab so detective alexander from the scotland yard goes to them and he compares notes they try to collaborate on a solution here two-thirds of the thieving team isn't bad okay catching two-thirds of it. it's not not yeah. terrible you've got most of them. Ain't bad. it's not bad it's a passing grade so but this felt like a bigger deal than just the one heist you know what i mean yeah he yeah, yeah, so yeah. easily left the country yeah and this He's was done all, this before. Yeah. Th- these are not just friends yeah. who were like, you know what? You know what would be cool? Let's go steal, steal some Steal jewelry. a yeah, million yeah. dollar ring. Yeah, no big deal. We could do it. Yeah, definitely. Let's involve this guy's girlfriend for some reason, yeah. too. Yeah, because why not? We'll all get super rich. So they decide to start collaborating with more people throughout Europe, too. Um, because it's incredibly wor- well organized, and as they start digging, they find out it's really widespread, mm. too. Um, the Scotland Yard and the Brigade for the Repression of Banditry <laughs> came to the conclusion that the quick, dapper Eastern European thieves were part of a trend that had spanned across Europe, pulling off about 20 other robberies, just like Dang. the one in London. 20! And that's only the ones they were, like, on top of and paying attention to. You know what I mean? Successfully pulled off? Yeah! Like, that's- successfully pulled off robberies Mm -hmm. the common denominator wasn't just the similarities in their methods either it was also in the one man that they couldn't find yet Uh mr smash and grab himself vujosevic so evidence suggested that he had gone on a crime spree across the entire european continent basically he was just going from place to place with different crews it wasn't the same people every time which i feel like is why he's successful yeah it's harder to rat someone out that way you know um, but anyway, he robbed, I'm going to screw this name up too, Cast- Castiglione in Paris, some place in Paris, uh, a graph store in Amsterdam, Wemp in Frankfurt, and jewelers in Geneva and Barcelona. Wow. So he was all over. And it I mean, took- pretty impressive. It's very, I kind of want to meet this guy. Yeah. I mean, like, he pulled it off. Yeah. For a long time. For they a long time. For a long time. 20 plus robberies. I yeah. Mean, dang. And it took months, and I mean months, for this combined force of police to finally track him down. Mm -hmm. Um, Like long months. Almost a year, I think. Um, He was on his way to Italy from France. Just minding his own business with a loaded gun in the car. No big deal. But in some European countries, that's super illegal. Yeah. Um, They were lucky to get him before he got to Italy, though, because as a side note, and we'll talk more about this, too, in the part two, um, Detective Alexander mentioned in all of his interviews that... This group we're going to learn more about, the Pink Panthers, in part two. They held logistical bases in Italy. And the Italian police failed to cooperate with all robbery investigations. Interesting. Like France, they're like, we've got a whole brigade to stop bandits, right. so here a you brigade. go. A brigade. But but Italy is like, nah, you're on your own, man. Fascinating. I don't think I want to help you find this person. Also, I never saw an Italian location on the list hmm. of places they hit, too. Yeah. So I'm not saying the Italian government was, you know, I'm not going to say any of that. But what I will say is I find it odd. Interesting. Yeah. That the country they choose to have their base of operations is the country that's going to protect them the most. Yeah. Whether that's intentional or not, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, weird. 
weird 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 i like italy though i don't yeah, i don't want to think yeah. bad thoughts about italy they're so it's so pretty um Anyway, once Vujosevic was in custody, Detective Alexander flew to Paris especially to interrogate him. I kind of want them to make a movie about Steve Alexander. Yeah. Like, this this Scotland Yard agent went to great lengths. To, I don't know if it's common for Scotland Yard to go international. Like, you see it in movies, mm-hmm. but I feel like if they're like our FBI, they have no reason to leave the country mm-hmm. for investigations. But this guy did. Just, yeah. for, the, just for this SOB who for really, sure. like... Yeah, so he went especially just to talk to this guy. And um, Detective Alexander described him as a little bloke. I'm not going to fake his accent. It's going to be terrible. A little bloke. And he was very polite and very articulate. And his English was really, really good. So um, regardless of how polite this little bloke was, though, he refused to say anything about the graph heist. Like, anything. Hmm. He refused to talk about his criminal background, his life in Montenegro, or even the destination of the stolen jewels. Like, he wouldn't say where they went. Hmm. yeah he was very tight but very polite he was very tight-lipped but still like well-mannered which is kind of nice i I guess guess. if you're gonna be a criminal at least be polite about it don't be a dick (laughs) (laughs) those are the worst kinds of worst criminals (laughs) those are the worst um the interrogation was kind of useless and this dream team wasn't any closer to understanding the string of robberies that this man probably orchestrated What's worse is they had a feeling that it was even bigger than him. So, like, they, yeah, I mean, they worked. It feel, has a big feel to it. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. They didn't even have evidence of that. And they were still like, ooh, this feels big. Yeah. And now they caught the guy who they thought was the big bad. The mastermind, yeah. And he's like, am I going to say anything? And they're like, I don't know if he's in charge. Yeah. I don't know if he's the one. Tr- I think he's. It sounds to me like he's pretty high up. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's one of the common denominators between a bunch of them. And mm-hmm. he's using. Not disposable. But, like. The, the the accomplices that he's using are not repeat accomplices, right. it seems like. Right. Don't quote me on that because I am not Interpol or Scotland Yard, so I don't know the details of that. But it sounds like he's the only one that's repeating the, the this pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, Almost like a con man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he's probably taken orders from someone for sure, for sure. else, right? Yeah. Like there's the whole system that they're not yeah. tapping into yet. Um. And while this, see, this episode's going to be really short, and the next one probably also is going to be really short, but I want to end this one with my theory based on what I know that you don't know. <laughs> yet. Yet. Until part two. I know something you don't <laughs> I think Jovatik's girlfriend, Anna, was involved. Ooh. And I don't think she was just the the girlfriend. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to know something. You got to know something. And it's not even just, they're going to be using my apartment, so I know what's happening. Yeah. It's based on i couldn't find anything about her specifically nothing about her i didn't i don't know if she got arrested too as an accomplice i don't know any of that um but when you when we dive into part two you're gonna look at her a little bit differently mm-hmm. when you look back at at this, this specific high stream you're like oh she did they have video footage of her casing the the joint too yeah because there's a pattern they switch depending on the location the methods vary just a little bit just a little bit and anyway yeah, that's that's my theory. What are your thoughts? I just I want them to make a movie. I think heists are fascinating because it's so high risk. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. for I mean, I guess high reward, but like at what cost? It's just it's an interesting uh, field of choice. Yeah, you it know? is. Like it's um, yeah, I'm I'm there's like a conning angle. 
well, where yeah. you could see the grifting happening, and that's the fun part for me. Yeah. <laughs> for me in my criminal life, I like <laughs> in my secret criminal in my life. Secret life, I prefer to grift. Um, no, but that's the fascinating part to me. But what I love about this case is it has both that and, like, the violence that most true crime has. Like, the smash up. Nobody was hurt. Yeah. But that guy came in with a sledgehammer and just started breaking stuff well, to forcibly take it. Yeah, and a gun. And a gun. And a gun. Yeah. Yeah. He came packing, uh-huh. so, you know, yeah. he was ready for violence if necessary. Yeah, we would assume. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's interesting, like, like personalities like this, because it takes a certain type of personality to do jobs like this. Yeah. To, um... Uh, you know, because you're you're essentially doing everything society tells you not to do, mm-hmm. and you and this you know this guy sounds like he's he was an expert essentially. Yeah. So who knows how long he's been doing it? And they all move so fast. Yeah, like it was so well coordinated that people inside the jewelry store barely realized what was happening until it was over. Well, and it would also be like so jarring to be yeah on the other end of that. Uh huh. Yeah, it's funny to me, and you'll. In part two, a lot more of the behind-the-scenes details are going to come out because I watched a very enlightening set of interviews. Um, but it, it's funny to me the the type of distraction that this particular heist used. They used a guy with a bad wig and an umbrella. Yeah, it's, like, like he it's was just like a movie. He was just like, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's like you you think okay if if you send someone in, they're going to distract the person by just talking to the clerk. Sure. But this guy was like, I'm going to disarm everyone right when I step in. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm going to wear this Elvis wig and a really nice suit, but also randomly carry an umbrella that I don't need because it's a sunny day. Goofball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a distraction to choose. He might as well have brought a cat in there. Seriously. And <laughs> just been like, everybody look at the cat. Look at this. Nothing weird. Look over here. <laughs> It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, this episode wasn't as dark, but I think we should still end on a light note. Oh yeah, a sweet treat. note, if you will. Treat. Yeah. What is our? What is the snack um, portion of this cookies and crime episode? So today <laughs> we have here a very special little treat from Butter Cafe, local in Dayton, Ohio. Very good. Yeah, love them. It is a. The cutest little... It's got shamrocks on it. Yeah! Let me take a picture before yeah. we eat it. Yeah, describe what, like, the flavor and so stuff are. So it looks like are. a buttercream frosting. Um, it... I think it's... I think it's even vegan. Maybe gluten-free. Oh, yeah! Yeah, yeah so they, ha- they have a lot of, like, good, healthy options for, you know, those who need those options. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gluten-free. It's a nice variety. They also yeah. have gluten-full stuff. Yeah, gluten-full. Full of it. Chock-full of the it. The full range. The full range. Uh, but this this looks delightful, so you want to yeah. take a... Let's take cut a it open. Treat of this cupcake. Yeah, I do. What flavor did you say it was? I don't know. Good? <laughs> it's, it's just good flavor? to hold it while you try to yeah thank you (laughs) well you got a bunch of icing there we go that's the best part okay yeah ready and go Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. here just stab it there you go okay Mm. yeah that's good Mm. Mm -hmm. i do like the icing yeah it's like not too sweet 
Mm. It's good. It is good. I don't know if I would give it a five out of t- uh, no. five, though. Maybe. You know, and it's like weirdly savory. Uh huh. What's that flavor? I don't know. All I can taste is the buttercream right now. Yeah. It's from the icing. I don't think I got enough breading. It's almost like a. Like I can taste like some. Like a sour. Not like a sourdough. Like oh. A, you know, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's got, like, a very, very slight bitterness to yeah. it. But, like, it's a good, good kind yeah, of bitterness. it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I f- a solid four out of five. Yeah. I would agree a little, with that. A shamrock. Yeah. I, I really like the uh, the shamrock. Well, yeah, that was Were they good. sprinkles or were they icing? I think they were just icing. little, uh, little icing, icing filigree. Oh, those were good. Yeah. Mm. That was good. That was good. What a little... Delightful, sweet little light treat. episode. Yeah, this one's bite sized. It's like thir- under thirty minutes. We're not used to that. Yeah, it's like a little little mini sode. <laughs> yeah, it is. So the part two is going to be the same, but clearly we really just wanted the story to stretch. Really, part two is going to going to take a different scope Ooh, on the story. Dark, dark so that's why story. I think I was like, let's do a two parter so that we can digest this this one individual heist. And then part two, we're going to talk. just get more of us. Yeah, it's true. You get more of us in, in consecutive weeks. Uh, that was we so won't bad. disappear on you this time. No, we will follow up exactly in a week. Um, but yeah, so thanks for joining us today. We hope you're well. We hope you're well. And you Come stay back well. next week. Yeah, stay well, please. Yeah, we got to learn about more about uh, these. The these, Pink Panthers. The Pink Panthers. Yeah, we're going to actually dive into their the nitty-gritty rather than one specific heist so that it'll be it'll be really fun it'll be fun i promise you it'll be fun can't oversell this all right guys see you next week bye bye.